Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us this week. We are really excited to get into today's episode. I just want to start off by saying that I have been so excited about our past episodes. Like the past mm-hmm. five or so have just been really, really good as we've started out 2023. Yeah. And we've just had so much good conversation about the things that are not only happening in our world, but how to look at those things from a Christian biblical perspective, which Mm -hmm. is so needed in our world today because everybody wants to have a voice. Everybody wants to have an opinion, but we're trying to get back to what is God's opinion on this? What does he have to say? And that's just been really good. And I've been really excited to just see where those conversations have led us, like the conclusions and the verses and the quotes and things from different people that have just been really inspiring and encouraging. Yeah, I've definitely enjoyed the last few episodes just getting to sit down and record the different things that we've just been thinking about, but Mm -hmm. then also that are impacting our world like crazy. So I think that they're definitely important episodes and topics that are sometimes difficult Mm. to talk about, especially because you're trying not to fit in with the world necessarily, and you're trying to kind of live this completely alternate lifestyle, but sometimes it's really difficult to tackle how you actually do that Mm -hmm. when the world is so completely polar opposite and wants that to be the last thing that you do. They do not want you living in light of eternity. And so, yeah, I think the last few episodes have just kind of highlighted that, but then also Mm -hmm. given us all a little bit of encouragement for how we actually live out Christianity in a world that definitely doesn't want us to. Yeah. So a couple of the past podcast episodes that we've had. Just want to run through these real quick. The power in strategically planning to beat the enemy. That one was so good, you guys. Mm -hmm. I loved recording that one. That's probably my second favorite. My first favorite, though, was how the public education system is destroying the soul of America, which obviously you guys loved because our downloads on that one kind of skyrocketed. And it's funny because whenever we do like a political Christian longer episode than we typically do Mm -hmm. um you guys just you love that you love it when we tackle those things and we are just so excited to continue getting into those in 2023 so that one was probably my most favorite but the Mm -hmm. past few have just been really really good so go check those out in case you've missed any because i know our busy schedules things happening but we are releasing a new podcast episode every single monday so Mm -hmm. be sure that you're subscribed so that you don't miss those Okay, so once again this week, I am excited to get into the topic, and this is a topic that we have discussed as a Bible study group, as family, all those kinds of things before, but something that we haven't necessarily tackled on the podcast, and that is the topic of theology. Mm. Now, most of you were probably just like, oh no. Okay, I'm going to pause this and come back. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) or just skip past it entirely because that's what I would do, but 
I want to challenge you in that thinking because that's actually exactly what we're going to tackle today, talking about theology and how it is not this huge, confusing, crazy thing that is Mm -hmm. only for pastors and seminary students and people with a doctorate. Yes. So theology is something that we all practice every single day, actually, and that's something that I think lots of us don't even realize, and that's something that I don't even think about a lot. I've considered it before, but it's something that I don't necessarily consider every single day as I'm just going about my daily routine, but theology is actually something that impacts us and the world around us in huge ways every single day. It's not just something that is studied in textbooks or in seminary or that your pastor can only teach you about on Sunday, and it's actually pretty detrimental to Christians to not realize this and to not be really conscious of this fact because theology is something that impacts us so deeply whether we study it or not, Mm -hmm. and it's something that is just inherently natural in our human capacity. It's something that we are literally born with. We are Mm -hmm. born with a theology about the world, about God, about all the different things happening around us, and Mm -hmm. as you get older, that theology grows, becomes more concrete and more understandable to you yourself, but it's actually something that the Lord has given us to better understand understand himself. Mm -hmm. And theology is something that's so important because it's something that we have from birth, first of all, and it's something that is directly related to our desire to have a relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's actually the reason that he has given us theology, the reason that it is just inherently human to have a theology. So I'm really interested to see where this episode goes because I think it's going to be a really good one and I think that this is going to change a lot of our perceptions of what theology actually is and how we can actually practice theology and study it better. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that a lot of us shy away from because we think it's too complicated. Yeah. We think it's too over our heads. Okay, we're going to, like you said, leave that to the pastors. We're going to leave that to some professional that knows what they're doing. And in basic terms, theology is the study of God. That's how it's defined. Literally. So every single one of us, we have a worldview, okay? Mm -hmm. Every single one of us has a worldview, and that is formed and shaped over our lives. I'm currently in lifespan development, not really enjoying it, but I am (laughs) learning. I just have to continue reminding myself of that. But I'm I'm in sociology. We're both doing classes that are very interesting. Yes, And I think that this is sometimes where we mess up sociology a little Mm -hmm. bit even because it's supposed to be the study of behavior and, you know, why people behave in certain ways, what affects it, whatever. Well, the main thing that affects it would be your theology and your Mm -hmm. worldview. And that's something that, oddly enough, we haven't tackled yet. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Wonder why. Luckily, in my lifespan class, we are tackling it from a more Christian perspective, so I'm thankful for that. But even in a Christian class that is trying to create a Christian worldview, different things creep in from the world that's Mm -hmm. like, oh, no, that's not right. Or articles I'll look up, you know, completely go against the textbook that I'm reading and whatever. And it's in a bad way. Like the articles are saying, Mm -hmm. you're not created by a God. Like people, as they're developing, they don't have any need for spirituality or any of that. It's just simply 
we're going to develop physically and in our minds and all of that stuff. So anyways, back to my main point here. <laughs> uh, worldviews are something that we have to be aware of in our own lives mm -hmm. because you have different things that are influencing you, whether it is school activities, your workplace, your family, the TV shows you're watching, the music you're listening to, mm -hmm. music and media overall is such a huge component to our yeah. worldviews. And I don't think we understand that or grasp that, but there are so many things that are being put into our minds and our hearts that we believe a lot of times subconsciously. Mm -hmm. And I feel like as Christians, we are called to this way of intentional living. We're called to know what we believe and why we believe it. Yeah. But so many Christians today, if you ask them, why did Jesus die on the cross? Why did he resurrect? Why did he have to ascend into heaven? If you ask Christians how to share their faith, if they could share their testimony or whatever, mm -hmm. most cannot do so. And that's really scary to think about in our world yeah. today because that's the point of Christianity. That's the point of your life. That's the point of why you're going to work, of why you're going to school, of your family, of you know everything. It points back to your worldview, your theology, your study of God, what you believe about him and ultimately what you believe about yourself. Yeah. Because if we are created beings, then we need to know our creator intimately. Mm -hmm. We need to have that relationship, like Maddie was saying, with him. But so many of us are clueless about who he actually is, the character of yeah. God. All we're hearing is what we hear on Sunday mornings at church. And we have really no study of God going on in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And we're not sharing it either. And that is something that I feel like we've really dropped the ball on, especially yeah. in the American church. Because, and I know we keep going back to this, but it's so important in other countries where Christians are being persecuted and they're experiencing lots of hard trials, they are seeing God move in radical ways. And there is one thing that I can guarantee you, they know the heart of God. They know who he is and they want to live fully, wholeheartedly for him because they love who he is. They love his character. Mm -hmm. He is just, he is righteous. He is love. He is kind. He is uh, merciful. All of those things, they understand. They have a good grasp on those things. And in the American church, we're over here like, oh, you know, actually love is God. That's mm -hmm. something that we hear all the time, or maybe not that phrase, but we see that in the idea and the concept yeah. of, you know, we just need to love everything. Well, actually, no. If your theology is correct, if your worldview is correct, and you have a good grasp on who God is, you understand that God is love. Yeah. And that's just one thing that we've messed up in our idea of who he is. But really what we want to get into in this episode is... We all have a worldview. We all have a theology. I feel like we've covered that. Mm -hmm. Now, how are Christians currently applying their worldview, their theology in the workplace, in school, with their families, all of those different things? And I think that we're seeing a lot of neutrality in yeah. our world today and the American church specifically, which you guys know that is our niche. That's our specific target for the podcast and what we're talking about here. So Maddie, just kind of explain maybe what we're seeing a lot of, especially in ministry, as far as Christians actually applying their theology, or maybe if they're not, and mm -hmm. how we can change that in our world today. Well, first off, we apply our theology whether we realize it or not. Mm. And I think this is an important point for all of us to really understand because you apply your theology to every single part of your life. Yep subconsciously, consciously, and it's something that impacts greatly the decisions that you're making. Mm -hmm. We are all theologians 
whether you have a degree or you're a pastor or you feel like you're an expert on theology, Mm -hmm. you are a theologian. You just are because it is part of your nature and it's part of your life. And so I think this is why it's so dangerous to not have a good grasp on the character of God and what he wants Christians to actually be doing and what we should actually be bowing down to, worshiping, glorifying, mm-hmm. all these different things. Because we're all worshiping something. Exactly. Yeah. Or someone. And that's part of your theology. That's what's forming it. And that can be a really dangerous thing when you're not consciously saying, I want my theology to reflect Christ. Mm-hmm. I want my theology to reflect the Lord in absolutely everything. So in your workplace where most people aren't Christians possibly or aren't super religious, if you're not saying anything, you're not evangelizing, that Mm -hmm. automatically tells me something about your theology. That automatically tells me that you don't inherently believe that evangelism is super duper important and that all of your coworkers need to hear about Jesus and you're not consciously thinking about the eternity of the people around you, which we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit last week. So that's something that is part of your theology and you may not even realize that. You may be going about your work day and you don't even know that you don't think evangelism is important. Right. Now, obviously, I'm not calling people to be the whole like constantly the crazy annoying. Christian. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying like what if you're given an opportunity but mm-hmm. you don't take it? Mm-hmm. Well, that's part of your theology. Part of your theology is I don't value evangelism enough to put myself in a mildly uncomfortable situation. Yeah. This is what we're trying to get at when we say that we're all theologians and our theology impacts us every single day. Whether you are consciously saying, okay, my theology says this, this, and this, which is kind of what we try and dumb it down to a little bit. That's what possibly you're listening to someone talk about theology who has a degree, who Mm -hmm. is a pastor, and you're listening to them talk, and that's kind of what we dumb it down to. Like, you get to shape your theology in three quick and easy steps. Well, theology is not necessarily super duper complicated, but it is something that is so important that I think we should dedicate more than three steps to it. And it's something that is consistently changing as you learn more about certain things. So if you're learning more about scripture, then your theology is automatically going to begin to change as long as you are applying that to your life and your theology will change to be like you are more evangelistic Mm -hmm. in your workplace because you're studying scripture, because you're in prayer, because you are actually trying to complete these simple things that we are called to as Christians. Whereas if you're letting the world influence you like crazy, then your theology is slowly being corrupted Mm -hmm. and you're slowly starting to believe that marriage isn't sacred, that being gay is fine, that abortion is normal and even good healthcare. And that is what's shaping your theology. Mm -hmm. And don't think that those kind of opinions do not impact the decisions that you make in your everyday life because they totally do because you cannot be neutral on anything. Mm -hmm. And this is what is honestly so irritating to me sometimes about Christians because we think that we can be neutral on all these different things and then it will just leave us alone. It won't be a big deal and it'll just go away at some point. But if we are being practical and we're looking at the world around us, then you would see that our enemy is not being neutral. 
Mm-hmm. It's black and white. You're either on our side or you're not. You're either making these decisions or you're not. You're our ally or you're our enemy. And at this point in Christianity, in the American church specifically, yep. we're looking at all these different issues in our world as just like, oh, that's affecting some people. Mm-hmm. I hope a church somewhere will do something about that, but that's not for us to deal with. Yeah. And that is just so ridiculous. That goes against our foundational theology found in scripture. Yep. That goes against the morals that we are automatically born with, this ability to differentiate between right and wrong, Mm -hmm. and this conscience that we have, which is ultimately the Holy Spirit telling us that these things are wrong, that we should not be tolerating them, that we should not be supporting them. Mm -hmm. So neutrality is not an option. And I think that's something that we as Christians need to get through our heads. Since 2020, all the way up to now in 2023, the church has been totally spineless and completely neutral. Mm-hmm. And look where it has gotten us. It has literally worsened the state of Christianity, mm-hmm. especially in America. And so why do we not find that concerning? I don't know. Yeah. But neutrality is not something that the Lord calls us to. First of all, the Lord calls us to be on his side mm-hmm. You know, friendship with the world is enmity with God. And that is a verse that we have got to hold on to, that we've got to be contemplating Mm -hmm. every single day and that we need to be evaluating our life with. We need to be looking at that verse and then looking at our lives and saying, okay, where am I being a friend to the world? Where am I messing this thing up and how am I going to fix it? I just think that, I mean, we were talking about kind of like the public education system a few weeks ago and everything, and this is just one example of the absolute depravity in our world, but you look at the public education system, and I don't see neutrality there. I do not see any kind of gray area there. Mm -hmm. It's either you support gender indoctrination, or you get kicked out of the school, or you get your kids taken away from you, Mm -hmm. or you're a horrible parent and you get sent to prison. Or it's we're bringing in the drag queens and your kid either watches a show or gets expelled. Well, and then what happens? All of these parents, all of these Christian teachers, all of those people who don't necessarily agree with that stuff, they all Mm -hmm. go, well, I don't want to be kicked out. I don't want to lose my job. I don't want to have to homeschool my kids or figure out something else. So I will just stay quiet. Mm -hmm. I just won't say anything. When you do that, that's what Maddie's point here is. When you take a neutral position, you are taking a position and you're siding with the enemy. That's just black and white. That's the truth. So many of us don't want to hear that because that's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. I understand that it is. Here's what I understand about that. It is easy. It is comfortable and it is easy. And we no longer do hard things in our society. We no longer speak the truth despite the tyranny and despite the enemy's presence in these things. It scares Mm -hmm. us. It's uncomfortable. And so we just go, okay, I'll I'll be neutral. I just won't do anything. Mm -hmm. When you do that, you're taking a position. Yeah. That's what drives me nuts is that these people who do that, who take that neutral position, they don't think that they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not doing what God calls you to do in that. And what scares me, can I say this here on the podcast? I think I can, <laughs> is that this is the position that our American pastors are taking. Most of them, not all of them, but most of them are. 
they are neutral in political matters, Mm -hmm. in public school system, with vaccinations, with all of these different things that we've seen kind of erupt in our world and become, you know, these are the things that people are talking about. Yeah. And that's what Maddie and I have always, you know, as we've discussed what we want to do on the podcast and what we want to talk about is that we have always said we will not shy away from the things that people are talking about. If people are talking about it in our world, then it obviously matters to them. It's obviously on their hearts and on their minds. So we need to combat the worldly agenda, the evil agenda that is being spread mm-hmm. with the word, with the with the truth of God. And we can't do that by taking a neutral position. You cannot speak the word of God and taking a neutral position. Because mm-hmm. God does not take a neutral position anywhere in scripture. Mm-hmm. If you can show me a scripture, we'll talk about it. But you you can't. It's impossible. Because justice isn't neutral mm-hmm. and righteousness is not neutral. And so I don't understand why we think that this is so right for Christians to mm-hmm. do. Because if we are actually paying attention to scripture, we are actually paying attention to the character of the being that we claim to follow, right. then we would see that neutrality just is not part of that character Mm -hmm. anywhere and going back to a couple episodes ago that's because only 11 percent are actually scripture and know it by heart but i mean those are the kinds of things that tell you so much about your theology Mm -hmm. because that tells you my theology is i want everything to be easy i don't want to be uncomfortable i don't want to draw attention to myself so i just won't do anything which ultimately means that you're siding with the enemy like Mm -hmm. lily said Dietrich Bonhoeffer has a great quote, and I saw this like all over the place a couple years ago, but it is like, it's great. So he says, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Mm. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Let's take a moment of silence. Enough said. (laughs) Yeah. Boom. Okay. We're done. Bye, guys. (laughs) Um, I just adore that quote because it encompasses everything about the lord honestly Mm -hmm. because he values justice so much and that is why we are able to love him why we are able to serve him Mm -hmm. because we know he's never going to ask you to do something that is compromising your eternity or it may feel compromising in the world because you come under persecution for it or you do become the center of attention as like oh she's weird because she doesn't want her five-year-old watching a drag show but that is something about our god that makes him different from everyone else because he is just and at the same time he is loving and i just love how that quote sums all of that up but it's also a little bit scary and a little bit convicting because Mm -hmm. god will not hold us guiltless yeah i mean we are guilty in this thing because we have not done what we are supposed to do we have been neutral which ultimately means that we have been completely unhelpful to the kingdom Mm -hmm. And that is terrifying. And if it doesn't terrify you, then you need to examine your theology Mm -hmm. because that is terrifying. And that is something that the American church, for some reason, has not gotten their heads wrapped around. And I'm not sure why we think that we're going to be able to survive like this for very long because neutrality has crippled us. Mm -hmm. It has ruined Christianity for so many people. And you want to know why people aren't coming to church anymore? 
because you're not talking about the things that they're talking about. You are not helping them evaluate their theology because ultimately that is what they want. Mm. They want to know what their theology should say about the drag shows, should say about the abortion issue. They want to tailor their theology ultimately to the theology of the Lord, whether they realize that or not. I mean, this is what I want to keep enforcing in this episode is that your theology impacts every single point of your life, whether you realize it or not. So we need to start being more conscious of it. And we need to start saying that my theology is going to reflect the Lord in everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it makes me uncomfortable. I don't care if it makes me look like the bad guy. My theology is going to reflect what true Christianity looks like. And it is not going to be tailored to what the world tells me it should look like. And this is why the church has lost all of its authority in our society, especially the American society, because so many people in our world want to know, how should I feel about this? And for a while, they were turning to the church to tell them, but no, we were just talking about ridiculous things that did not impact our world. I know that there are some churches who are trying so hard to be a light, to be an influence, to actually teach sound theology, and I love that, and I am so happy that there are still churches who do that, but the majority are not, Mm -hmm. and that is what is scary because these people are desperate for answers, and we're not providing them, but we are the only people who could, Mm -hmm. and that is why our world is so depraved and so absolutely chaotic because we are the only ones who can give people answers and we're not giving it to them. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I was reminded of a C.S. Lewis quote. May I mm. share this? <laughs> Indeed. We okay. need C.S. Lewis. C.S. Said. Lewis once said, when the whole world is running towards a cliff, mm-hmm. he who is running the opposite direction appears to have lost his mind. That is so good. We need to be willing to look crazy. We need to be exactly. willing to look different. That's the word I'm looking for. Different because mm-hmm. That's how God made us. Jesus did not live a domesticated life. He didn't live this neutral, okay, I'll just go with the flow. I will, you know, when he went into the temple, what did he do? Mm -hmm. He cleansed it. He cleansed the temple. Which looked crazy. Exactly. Completely crazy. Absolutely insane. The reason that nobody stopped him in the temple from, from cleansing it, from driving out all the animals and all the sellers and everybody, all the filth, the reason nobody stopped him is because they were longing for him to do that. Exactly. They wanted him to do that. They were, they were like, that's what we need mm-hmm. because everybody knew it was wrong in the back of their minds, right? Just like we all know that the drag queen shows are wrong. Just like we know that transgenderism is wrong. Just like we know that gay marriage and, you know, the sexualization of children and all of these different things that we see going on, we know it's wrong, but we don't want to say anything because we take that neutral view. Which is exactly what they did, which is what put the temple in that position. Exactly. They decided to remain neutral, which gave the religious leaders as much freedom as they wanted because they were willing to choose a side. They were willing to say, we want profit over praise and over adoration for the Lord, for cleanliness, for purity. And you guys have to understand, we're not, I know we're getting a little fired up, but this is because this is stuff that matters. Mm -hmm. This is stuff that we need to be bold about and be willing to speak about because if we're not, like Maddie said earlier, then who's going to do it? Nobody else can. Mm -hmm. Nobody else can do it because this is the truth. This is God's word that matters and is at stake here. And he is asking us to be active participants 
in his overall story. He is asking us to participate in the plan that he has for our world and the redemption story of creation. And we're not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. And that's what just scares me. And I think that James 4, 7 is a verse that I always go back to. It says, so whoever knows the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and fails to do it for him, it is sin. I know that we have mentioned that on the podcast many times, but but here we are again. Here we are. Thinking good. (laughs) Whoever knows the right thing to do and yet fails to do it, for him it is sin. Mm -hmm. Just take that to heart this week because this is scripture. This is not... This is not our opinion. This is not our view of it. This is what scripture says. And I'm so afraid that the pastors and the religious leaders of our day have taken us captive in our thinking and and our worship and our churches and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And we're all sitting back going, this isn't right. This isn't like this doesn't line up with scripture. This isn't holy. We're not being zealous in any way for Mm -hmm. the purity of god's house and that's that's a problem we need to be concerned about it so i think the moral of this story is first of all stop relying on other people to tell you what your theology should be simply because they have a fancy degree at the end of their name or they have the title of pastor because it is not simply up to them to teach you what your theology should look like. Mm-hmm. It is up to you to form your theology. And maybe you're going to have to work on it a little bit. You're going to have to kind of reevaluate what that is because you have a theology right now. Whether you've ever studied the topic or not, you may have to realign some things as you look at scripture and as you pay attention to those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, do not make scripture simply conform to what you want it to. Yeah. Do not look at scripture and say like, oh, well, we'll avoid that right there because that's difficult. That doesn't line up with the theology I've already created for myself. So we'll just move past that. Look at scripture as a whole and then look at your theology as a whole and see what needs to change because that's what needs to happen in the American church. A purge needs to take place. And this is going to look like people reevaluating their theology and then in the decisions that they're making in their everyday life that are ultimately impacted by their theology is going to change. And that is when we're going to see our world change Mm -hmm. because this is the problem right now. Your theology is weak and your theology is soft and is not concrete. There is no biblical foundation to it. And so these decisions that we're making are just like, oh, okay, whatever the world tells me I should do, I guess. Or you think of that one sermon you heard one time that told you you should do this. And so then, okay, I guess that's where we'll go. This is just crazy to me because theology is such an important part of life and yet we neglect it Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. And it impacts every area and yet we still don't seem to care. Mm -hmm. So... The moral of this episode is your theology is impacting you in ways that you may not even realize right now, but you need to become aware of it because it is so important and it is so vital that we have a theology that lines up with scripture and that lines up with God's character and that we are constantly evaluating it. We're constantly tweaking it as we learn more about the Lord, as we learn more about scripture, as our world changes, we need to become more radical, completely sold out for Jesus. We're going to wrap this episode up in prayer, so please pray with us. 
Duard, I just thank you for this day and I thank you for just giving us this topic to sit down and discuss and just kind of get into and unpack a little bit. I pray that you would help each and every one of us in our everyday lives to be evaluating our theology and that we would just continue to shape it and model it after your theology, the theology that you want us to be following and making decisions by. And I pray that you would just help us in our everyday life to stay true to that theology, to stay true to scripture and your character and that you would just teach us more and more how to refine it and that you would just help us in our everyday lives to never choose neutrality but to be on a side which is ultimately your side and that we would just be fighting against the darkness and the depravity in our world and that you would just be working through us in those areas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys, I want to wrap up with Galatians 2.20 and I know this is a common verse but it's so good. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why we should be passionate about this. Mm -hmm. That's why we're passionate about the things that are going on in our world because we want to have the heart of God. We want to recognize evil and we want to act against it. We want to defend those who cannot defend themselves. We want to act on what is righteous and what is good because that is what is spiritual. That is what helps grow people and mature them in their faith and bring them ultimately to a saving relationship with Christ. That's what matters. People's eternities depend on our involvement. I know I said that last time, but it's so good and I'm going to say it again because that's what we need to keep in mind mm -hmm. as we live our everyday lives. That's how we practically apply these things because we're in the fight. We are currently in the middle of the fight and we need to choose the correct side. And mm -hmm. you can only choose the correct side when you have that firm foundation, when you have that theology that is built upon the word of God. And you will know the things that are right if you are in his word and you are understanding his heart through prayer and through spending time with other Christians who long to see that happen in their own lives as well. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap up our episode here a little bit longer, but again, I've just really been enjoying these topics and these questions and digging into it, and we hope that you guys are too. We will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. <laughs>